Welcome to the Planet Agora podcast. This is Larry Christopher, and uh, tonight I'll be covering the topic, The Cult of the Eternal Presence. This is also an essay on uh, Medium, so I'll leave a link to that, and I'll probably uh, veer off the page a little bit as well, but I'll basically be reading it. So I start off with this quote, Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right, George Orwell, 1984. Everyone is obsessed with time. Employees waking up to alarm clocks, quantum physicists, philosophers, and mystics. Time management experts teach us to get more done in less time. Meditation and psychoactive drugs take us into a hopefully blissful, timeless dimension. Now, philosophers often point out that time is an artificial construct. For example, clocks and calendars that we take for granted today didn't exist in their current form until relatively recently. It was really the Industrial Revolution that ushered in the modern idea of universal time that is distinct or parallel to the cycles of nature. I mean, obviously people always knew when the sun came up and the seasons passed, but they didn't really keep count the way we do in the modern age, like hour to hour, day to day. In today's globally connected world, we need to be aware of different time zones. Meetings in person, online, or on the phone must be set at a specific time, as in, let's schedule a Zoom meeting for noon, my time or your time. For many people, time is a necessary evil. We often long for states that transcend time, whether achieved through alcohol, pot, sex, or compelling entertainment. It's easy to assume that they control us via time. If you have a 9-to-5 job, pay your income taxes by April 15th in the U.S., or need to pay your rent by the first of the month, time indeed seems like a ruthless taskmaster. Orwell and the Eternal Present George Orwell in 1984 revealed how a timeless state manipulated by powerful interests can represent not enlightenment or euphoria, but tyranny. Here's another quote. The past was alterable. The past never had been altered. Oceania was at war with East Asia. Oceania had always been at war with East Asia. Or is it Oceania? I don't know. I never really read that out loud. This famous quote illustrates how the party imposed a constantly changing history that could never be questioned. Consider how political scandals are treated by politicians in the media today. Something that happened only a few years or decades ago is trivialized or explained away. For example, the presidencies of Bill Clinton, the senior George Bush, and junior George W. Bush were plagued with scandals. However, the media has almost completely whitewashed their images. The same is true for figures such as Dick Cheney, Henry Kissinger, and many others. I'm not interested right now in rehashing the many scandals and atrocities of American politicians. I merely want to call attention to the way time, even a relatively short span of years, is able to alter public perception. Journalists and politicians are very skilled at this. Incidents that are very serious right after they occur gradually diminish in importance and take on a vagueness and their meaning is altered. Meanwhile, the figures in question are portrayed as regular decent people whose transgressions are minimized. The same is true for large corporations guilty of serious infractions. Energy, defense, and pharmaceutical companies come to mind. There's a sense that whatever they might have done a few years ago is no longer relevant. 
distraction and the eternal present. Distractions contribute to keeping us living in an eternal present. With endless bites of information hitting us from all directions and devices, who has the focus to think about yesterday, let alone ten years ago? Whether by accident, design, or both, smartphones, Facebook, TikTok, Alexa, and countless other digital distractions are keeping us fixated on the next purchase, appointment, potential emergency, or next big thing, rendering the past irrelevant. Even the most seemingly amazing and groundbreaking news has little impact on people these days. For example, the government recently declassified UFO documents and footage, basically admitting that many cases are unexplainable. Amidst COVID, Afghanistan, and countless other issues, this news barely made a ripple outside of communities already obsessed with such topics. Guy Debord's often quoted 1960s book, Society of the Spectacle, written during the early days of television, in many ways predicts the, the even more spectacle-driven social media age. The dominance of visual media, such as short videos, memes, and GIFs, tends lends to quick right-brain reactions. Which brings us to the next topic, the decline of the left brain. In the latter part of the 20th century, split-brain research was quite popular. Even more popular were books and courses lamenting the dominance of left-brain dominance in modern culture. The left brain is generally associated with logic and verbal explanations, while the right brain is more visual, creative, and intuitive. From this came a rather simplified idea that people were either left-brained or right-brained. Humanist psychologists and spiritual teachers since the 1980s have lamented that society emphasizes the left brain. We should acknowledge that the popular left-brain, right-brain categories are oversimplified and that few people personify only one side of the equation, save those who have actual damage to one side of the brain where much of the original research originates. In fact, most modern research suggests that the whole left-brain versus right-brain dichotomy is largely a myth. That said, for the sake of convenience and definition, we can still label activities and modes of thought as more left-brained or right-brained. This is certainly the case in school. However, if we observe the trajectory of modern culture over the last half century, there's been a steady shift toward right-brain activities and awareness. People multitasking on smartphones, tablets, laptops, and smartwatches are functioning in a kind of timeless, image-dominated present. So while there's still a lingering left-brain mass culture, there's uh, increasing favoritism towards the right brain, like in images especially, and video. Conversely, reading books or long-form essays such as this one and other more linear activities are seeming increasingly anachronistic in the digital age. This has its pros and cons, but it serves to make us less grounded in a specific time and in linear time and more caught up in an eternal present which can be a confused and chaotic place as well as a serene and mystical realm. Next section, the timelessness of mind-altering substances. There's a persistent conspiracy theory, backed by a certain amount of evidence, that the CIA and other government agencies were deeply involved in the 1960s counterculture with projects such as MKUltra, there are, for example, the alleged ties between intelligence agencies and psychedelic pioneers such as Timothy Leary, 
and later on Terrence McKenna. Even more startlingly are ties between the CIA and Charles Manson. I recently read a book on that topic. I don't recall the name offhand, but it's uh, interesting. I'm not going to try to unravel such complex theories here. Rather, it's worth considering why the government wouldn't encourage such practices. We can similarly look at the rapid advancement of cannabis legalization in recent years. Proposals to legalize psychedelic mushrooms are quickly gaining traction as well. Personally, I am all for legalization. The war on drugs has been a failure in many ways. It's especially absurd to outlaw plants that grow in nature. Furthermore, there's ample evidence that cannabis, as well as mushrooms and other substances, have positive applications. And like, psychedelics have been used by indigenous peoples for millennia. However, there's a big difference between using a substance within a cohesive tradition, like in a, in a age-old ritual, and making them available in often unpredictable doses and variants to a mass culture, one that doesn't really have any uh, framework for these uh, rituals. There may be insidious as well as well-intentioned reasons to encourage people to indulge in mind-altering substances, drugs, including plant medicines, such as marijuana and psychedelics, do put one in a timeless state. They can also make people more passive and less discerning. Changing the Past and the Mandela Effect The Mandela Effect is the phenomenon of people believing the past has been altered in some way. Common examples include the year Nelson Mandela died, hence the name Mandela Effect, the names of popular grocery store products, and the titles of songs and movies. The conventional explanation is that people's memories are simply wrong, which is certainly likely in many cases. Other more bizarre theories include parallel realities bleeding through and quantum physics experiments gone awry. Some people blame uh, CERN and, some, and experiments that have altered the time-space continuum or something like that. The very fact that the Mandela effect is such a popular topic, it even inspired a movie shows how tenuous our collective grip on time has become. The past, even the recent past, seems to be getting fuzzier as we're inundated with more sensory experiences and data. For example, a controversy recently emerged over the Netflix program Stranger Things when their producers were rumored to have gone back and edited previous episodes. While the claims were denied by the show's creators, the point is, once again, that people are having trouble agreeing on so many supposedly objective events, such as the contents of a TV show. Staying aware of time. Just as categorizing people or modes of thinking as left-brained or right-brained is oversimplified, so we shouldn't have to choose between living in linear space and time or an eternal present. Both are valid and important for personal growth and well-being. Mystics, artists, and creative types have always embraced a timeless mode. This has been popularized in modern times as the flow state. However, it's also true that anyone who wants to manipulate your attention, from cults to casino owners to social media platforms, wants to take you outside of time. The key is to remain aware of your relationship to time. Here are some not-so-simple tips to do this. Strive to exist within or outside of time on your own terms. You can be limited or even imprisoned by both linear time and timelessness, or you can use either for growth and well-being.
Don't romanticize or demonize either time or timelessness. You don't need to look at time as the enemy. Linear time is useful and even essential for functioning in everyday life and society. You need it to keep appointments, pay your taxes, and pursue goals. A sense of being outside of time, experiencing timelessness, or a more fluid sense of time is good for creativity. It's also associated with religious and spiritual experiences, romance, appreciating nature, and even simple aesthetic pleasures such as reading and listening to music or anything else having to do with art. Notice if you find yourself slipping into a timeless state involuntarily. People who suffer from certain mental illnesses such as schizophrenia, they often lack a linear sense of time. And in that sense, they're just, it's not in their control, so it's not something that's desirable. The same is true for uh, addictions. Note that lines between positive and negative can be fuzzy. For example, rituals and other spiritual experiences can contribute to growth, or they can be used to manipulate you into following a cult or cult-like beliefs. Mind-altering substances can be used for personal growth, or they can lead to escapism or addiction. Those who want to control your behavior, even in seemingly trivial ways, such as uh, buying a product or something, will try to disconnect you from time. Malls and casinos are famous, famously devoid of clocks for this reason. Of course, now that everyone has a smartphone, this is not so powerful anymore. It's more challenging than ever to be conscious of your relationship with time. The whole structure of the internet tends to remove us from time even if there's a digital clock right in front of us on our phone or laptop. Social media, with its constantly refreshing timelines, makes it especially easy to lose track of time. That's why so many people waste countless hours on these sites and why attention spans are really shrinking. While we can readily understand why a shopping center, a casino, or a cult would want to manipulate your sense of time, it may be less obvious that mainstream society in general would want to do the same, albeit in a slightly different manner. The constant barrage of information we have to sift through hour by hour makes it harder and harder to remember what was trending last week, last month, or last year. Circling back to Orwell, this makes it possible for those who want to control the narrative to keep changing the script with hardly anyone noticing. Amidst the confusion and competing voices on platforms, Someone in a powerful position who wants to deceive you doesn't have to be perfect. They only need the loudest platform. Remember that time is a construct and, as the mystics claim, ultimately an illusion. However, you also need to realize that time is part of everyday life and something you need to work with on your own terms. Like money, time is both real and illusory. Embrace timelessness but also be aware of an eternal present that isn't a blissful realm, but a manipulated reality that is always changing to suit someone's agenda. Okay, that's all I have for tonight. Thanks for listening, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Planet Agora.